0: What has your life on Hi-Fi? Faith has my life on Hi-Fi. You're listening to Life on Hi-Fi, the podcast. And I'm your host, Dominic Justina. It really doesn't matter if I create a masterpiece or not. It doesn't matter
1: who likes it. As long as I'm enjoying the process, that's all that matters.
0: Follow me as we talk about relationships, love, purpose, passion, you name it. Focusing on what you have versus what you don't have
1: uh, can be a huge game changer
0: a public expression of freedom is just i don't know
1: like it was so 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 liberating for me do what you have to do take some time off if you need to but when all is said and done you gotta keep moving forward
0: let's commit to living our best lives together shall we wait 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 before we dive in Did you know that Life on Hi-Fi is now on YouTube? Feel free to catch the visuals for this episode over there if you search Dominic Justina. Or click the link in bio on Life on Hi-Fi's Instagram page. Now that I have your attention, this is a huge deal. You know why? Because, my beautiful people, I get to welcome you to Life on Hi-Fi's very second after show. Yeah, I think that moment deserved an air horn. (laughs) So I'm excited because my beloved friend and colleague Romelia is about to join us for some good convo. We review episodes 10 and 11 with Rando titled It's Already Yours. If you haven't taken a peek at those, please go ahead. 10 out of 10 would recommend. What you doing? And like every girl chat, you already know that other topics get thrown in the mix. Yes, we get deep, but it's a little more laid back than usual. We talk about love and relationships, migrating from the Caribbean, because my girl's from Guyana, while... I, as you know, I'm from Jamaica, and we talk about what it means to be a perfectionist and her flying halfway across the world to pursue her dreams. So, without further ado, let's dive in. I'm excited to find, like, to have someone like you on my podcast because we go back.
1: (laughs) I mean, from knowing you for all these years, I always, first of all, I always thought that you had a podcast voice, the way that you would sound. And I don't know if you you definitely remember this, but we would always talk through um, voice notes on WhatsApp. So we would start off a conversation with, like, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And then it would straight on go to voice notes for like hours. And then I remember saying to you quite a few times, like, Dom, you should start a podcast one day. And I did say, when you start a podcast, I need to be on it. So here I am.
0: Okay. Okay, So you manifested that. (laughs) Um, How would you? Introduce yourself. I guess I mean I know you, but how would you inter- introduce yourself to a straight-up stranger? This current version of Romelia.
1: Oh gosh. Um. I mean, okay. I probably wouldn't go too in depth with um, <laughs> talking about myself. I would probably just start off with like, "Hey, my name is Romelia. I am currently in Switzerland studying. Um, I'm doing my masters. I'm not working right now, but this is kind of like my journey." Um. My family's back in, in Canada. I'm Guyanese. I was born in Guyana. I lived there for 20 years and then we moved and to Canada. Big up, and, big, up, big, up <laughs> big up the Caribbean. Big up Guyana. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I would say about myself. I feel like a lot about myself right now is about me moving and like having these, yeah. you know, parts of myself in different parts in the world. Um, so that's something I would definitely say if I were to meet a stranger, just to start a conversation
0: or whatever I mean that's a fair point it's funny whenever I ask this question to like my guests yeah it gets deep (laughs) and no one actually says a stranger (laughs) I wouldn't want to divulge which is a good point I think I think that definitely sums up who you are now and you mentioned I mean from Guyana to Switzerland so you've been all over the place girl
1: yeah I mean you can relate you moved from Jamaica you went to New York yeah then you moved to Toronto and that's how we met
0: yeah why do you think we gravitated toward towards each other
1: man we can get deep together
0: <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah like, I said,
1: you, like you're the you're the friend that I know would is ready to dive with me um <laughs> for those of, of you who don't know Dom can get really deep do you remember the first time we we met I, I don't
0: remember. I remember, I think we remember it differently. So I remember <laughs> just passing you in a hallway and I was with a mutual friend at the time and I was wearing a, like a hat, like a, I don't know how you what you call it, a federa? I don't know.
1: You had different colors though.
0: Yes, I did. I had like black and like yes. purple. Anyways, I was wearing a hat. <laughs> I was very extra in the first two years of uni and you complimented my hat and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. That was the first time I remember meeting you but you remember we were like in the same class
1: yeah I mean this is why you need to compliment people because they always remember it
0: yeah that's See? true you I don't remember
1: complimenting your hat but I do remember liking your style you always had like heel shoes on with your bag on your on your hand with your hat and stuff here well popping
0: did. off popping <laughs> off my shoulder with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, my those bags back. were heavy.
0: yes with the textbooks but I was like I refuse to wear a
1: backpack oh my god I always had a backpack you know i'm like a little
0: tomboy you're efficient no but, i like um that. i think i i think i i right now it's funny i wear backpacks all the time like a purse backpack because really? i can't bottle with the yeah how are you <laughs> yeah i mean i can't bottle no more I, like who am i where am i, fronting? I can't My shoulders butter. can't bottle <laughs> can't bottle yeah but you remember you remember it differently how do you remember i
1: or remember something? we had a conversation um after a health studies class and I was sitting behind you and you turned around and you're like you want to go to med school right and I'm like (laughs) yeah I would one day and then you're like do you feel like you know UTSC is giving us a lot of information about like med school and like what steps we should take and stuff like that and I'm like honestly I, I I don't know like It's just something that I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to survive my classes. It's not something that I'm actively thinking about. And then you're like, you know what? This is something that we should actively think about. We should think about our next steps, schools that we wanna apply to, what classes we should take And I'm like, okay, okay, she's making points. And then you're like, how do you feel about starting up a club that would help students like ourselves? I mean, help ourselves and then help other people. Um, And I'm like, okay, I'm down. And maybe that's when you got my contact and we started talking oh
0: my gosh yeah
1: but a year after or yeah maybe like a year after that's when we kind of came up with future black physicians and we kind of went from there
0: that's Hillary I don't remember that conversation I do remember like I was in a mindset where I was just like okay I need to find all the black people on campus that I've rubbed shoulders with kind of and see (laughs) if they feel supported on their med school journey but like I don't know (laughs) I didn't know I started out how how awkward
1: <laughs> but that I don't know maybe we had a conversation before but that's the one I actually remembered but then I remember us talking on um Twitter we would DM. Uh, yeah
0: yeah okay well that's 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 funny for if you if you're listening that whole story of future black physicians because as you know we are not on in we're not in med school right now that was a whole other journey a whole other podcast and conversation but yeah. yeah, I would say that was so worthwhile. Like that has changed my life for the best. And like I thank you for joining me on that journey.
1: You did that, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thank you for your days when we were just. Um. Remember that day we were thinking about the names. Yeah. These little letters, and we we're like, hmm, what should we name this? And yeah, it was, it was fun. Like when I think about UTSC and thinking about like our friendship and you know the adventures and experiences we had it was it was it was a one a one
0: yeah well I feel like that's where where it all started not even just like Toronto but Scarborough and we're Mm -hmm. both from the Caribbean so I do think that's how personally I think UTSC allowed me to gravitate to a lot of other Caribbean cultures Uh, um and people and it just felt so much like home you know because yeah, we had like or in our friend group, we had like you being from Guyana, me being from Jamaica, we had Grenada in there. We had
1: Jamaicans, St. Lucia, Jamaicans. Jamaica. <laughs> Trinidadians, yeah. We yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're a little like island, island mob. And that's how I remember we popped off there too. So um, okay. We're here to review Randall's episode. Our conversation was lit and you've listened to it yourself. Yeah. And we're pretty similar, like you're right. We can we can dive deep. Um, but before we get into that, I want to say you being in Switzerland has been pretty wild to me because you are the person who in the friend group, you bring people together. (laughs) You're the glue. You're so good at like making friends. And I remember the day when, well, I was at work and I was like, oh shit, I need to get Romelia something. Like a piece of me before she leaves. And I got a journal. (laughs) <laughs> and I saw the prompts I was like yeah it's perfect I know she loves to write and I gave it to you I haven't personally been checking in with you on how that journal is going but would you say yeah, sure. oh you have it <laughs> hey
1: I love this journal because I don't know if you remember but it's called um the, the worry relief journal
0: the word relief worry oh worry yeah yeah I do remember that I yeah. do remember that
1: yeah so like every page has something to to say about like worrying or anxiety and things like that and I find that this journal actually really helped me on my move because I was I mean I had some rough times where I would worry because I mean it's such a big jump it's such a big move mm-hmm. and I love journaling and I love writing and you know this is like the best gift ever love it Love it. I
0: remember thinking like how stressful it must be because one you are just finishing school right two you have to deal with packing and picking up to live all the way across the world by yourself and you're such a family person and you're such a like even your friends or your family you're leaving everybody right <laughs> and i was just like yo that's yo <laughs> that takes some guts
1: yeah I so mean, if i can do it anyone can so if you're listening and you want to you know, take that flight, make that move, apply for that job across the world, I would say do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because I was at a point in my life where, you know, coming to the ending of UTSC days, I was so set on just finding a job and you know, living with my parents for a bit until I can afford my own place, um, working. I mean, moving from Guyana, I was in university moved to Canada. I was, went straight into university. So I've been in constant academia Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm so tired of this. I just want to work and make some money and just like be an adult. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I started, um, volunteering at the Centenary Hospital and that's where, um, in the lunchroom one day I was talking to a couple of coworkers and also this girl who, um, she was in high school at the time, and she was also volunteering. And she was like, oh, I want to go to university. Um, I think she said Quebec or somewhere. And I'm like, girl, do it. <laughs> and then she was like, but I'm so scared. Like, you know, it's so far away. I'll be away from my family. I'm like, if your family's going to support you and you feel like this is something that you want to do, go do it. And that's literally when the other um, co-worker walked in and she was like, oh, what are y'all talking about? And we were like, oh, we're talking about moving and stuff. And then she goes, oh, funny enough, like my best friend came back the other day from Switzerland, like she did her master's there. And then she was like, oh, by the way, she did the same program as you, psychology and health studies. And I'm like, hmm, really? (laughs) And then she was like, yeah, I know you were telling me yesterday or like um, a few days ago that you're so done with school and stuff. But like, I just remember that it's the same program It's maybe um, something that you would like. And then I found myself Googling the program like every day after that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should move to Switzerland. So it is really like, it's a process. I mean, the moving process, the preparation process, everything, it was it was very hectic. But I would say if you have the capabilities and the resources to do something like that, definitely do it because you learn so much about yourself. And yeah, um, yeah. I can.
0: Oof. Oof! Like I crave right now, being in a pandemic, I I crave traveling so much. I like oh, don't wow. understand. Um, but I can relate to that because when I moved from Jamaica to New York, I didn't have my family. I didn't have my parents. Mm-hmm. You know I was like, you know, I was in school. I was in a boarding situation, so I didn't have to be an adult. Adult, but still, yes. it was such a freeing experience. It was such a freeing experience. What did it take for you to emotionally prepare yourself? for being so far away not even like i mean jamaica to new york is one thing but you're in europe and (sighs) they speak german over there and you do not speak german (laughs) so like what did it take emotionally to prep for that kind of foreign experience and then tell like shine a little light on like because i'm sure anyone this thing who wants to move would like to know the first place to start resource wise like did you have to get sign up for your visa or start applying for your v student visa first
1: or i mean with everything that i do in life i try to emotionally prepare myself for for these things because i'm a type of person i do not like change and i think everyone knows that about me i do not like change but for some reason every time i say that to people they're like you're lying because i mean what but you have to mentally prepare yourself for these changes in Mm -hmm. order for you to actually overcome the obstacles when you when you have them because you will have them Mm -hmm. um for me when i started um looking up on the program and the country and stuff like that i i always try to imagine myself in this situation like i would close my eyes and i would imagine myself in europe in switzerland like what will my friends look like like what would the environment feel like i would watch youtube videos i would try to you know ask people like hey have you been there like I kept in contact with that girl that I volunteered with that told me about the program and her friend like I asked all the questions I can what is it like like what's the currency like what's the food like like how expensive is it where can I live stuff like that and I feel like having this type of information it makes you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. your decision because that way you you kind of know what to expect to Mm -hmm. a certain extent because you know meditating on it and actually doing it is two different things
0: yeah
1: um but that's basically what I did I found myself dreaming about um like I remember one time I had a dr- dream that I was in the lecture hall and it was crazy because it was a lecture hall that I seen on YouTube which is an actual <laughs> lecture hall and mm-hmm. when I did my first exams here I was in that specific lecture hall and I was like oh my gosh this is actually happening I'm actually here so that's wow yeah I mean
0: that's a good that's a really good point because asking questions helps so much like you can't you can't know everything and the more you investigate when it comes to anything any move be it where you're going for me recently be it like switching careers I think Mm -hmm. the more you lean on other people the I guess the more it helps you because no man is an island. sure I I would say big up to you because that's that's very scary to move in a place all the way across the world that speaks German um (laughs) and not knowing anybody
1: yeah I mean to be fair my sister um shout out to Rochelle she did um she did uh come with me the first week she's always been my little big sister throughout my life like when I started school she's a year younger than I am yeah she went to school with me my first day even though she's not in school. And then for my master, she was in the class with me too. She bought me breakfast. She was here with me. So if you have that type of support, make use Mm -hmm. of it. But that's so sweet. Your family's going to leave sometime and you'd have to do it on your own. So yeah. 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 Yeah, That was very sweet. So
0: that's good. Lean on supports.
1: Yeah.
0: The first thing The first thing about the episode with Randall that I wanted to bring up was Mm -hmm. he said progression over perfection. And girl, you already know I'm a perfectionist.
1: I know that about you.
0: (laughs) Would you consider yourself a perfectionist?
1: I would say no. And I was, I don't know, like I'm thinking right now, is this something that just suddenly happened or was I always that way not a perfectionist but thinking about it in primary school you know how in the Caribbean you have like first place second place third place Mm -hmm. in your class I would always strive to be first place Mm -hmm. it didn't matter the percentage if I had 75 percent and it was first that was it for me because I'm like okay this is me being perfect Mm -hmm. this is me being the best in the class and everything like that but you know you get older and you realize that being first place in the class doesn't really doesn't really take you anywhere it's like everyone has their own journey Mm-hmm. and everyone's going through their own journey so you trying to be better than everyone else or being such in a perfect state doesn't really help your self-growth
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: that's why i would choose progression over perfection because for me progression is endless that's true and perfection has it gives space for like doubts you start double thinking things and overthinking things when progression is just endless you have those aha moments you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah you're okay. more I get what you're saying like you're more yeah. accepting
1: yeah of what
0: comes because okay I'm up I know I'm a perfectionist and that's one of the things that that's one of the things that can hold me back and has held me back in the past yeah and, um I, I think it's toxic <laughs> I do think okay I do think it's good to strive and to have very high standards yes. but at the same time perfect trying to find the perfect moment or try to get it right all like perfect before doing it or before releasing something can stop you from doing it in the first place Hundred percent. you said something just now I don't remember what it was but when you said it I was like oh my gosh this is such a good point um I think it was Is it leaving or? No, it 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 slipped me. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you. Yes, this is it. This is it. I got it. When you think about progression, right? Perfection in itself kind of changes because now you're thinking of how do you become the most authentic you? Because your journey, yeah, your journey is different. And you said trying to be better than everybody else. You don't want to be like everybody else. You, you want, want your like own if standard
1: if you want to be perfect in that sense think about the person you were last year and try to compete with that person yeah compete with yourself you know? compete with that person but compete yeah but the thing is you i find that i mean i have friends who um are very much perfectionists, and i see like i try to say like hey maybe you want to calm down because you're being too hard on yourself and that's what end up happening you know mm-hmm. you end up being so hard on yourself and when you don't achieve that specific goal you're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh like I can't do it like I'm not good enough I'm not this mm-hmm. I'm not that and you don't you don't want that and you said something about perfectionism being toxic and, and yeah. I feel like I completely agree with that too yeah because if we're if we're thinking about like mental illnesses for example being having that perfectionist trait can lead to so many disorders like OCD for example mm-hmm. you want this to be so perfect you want it to be aligned you want to do this and it can be it can become toxic because it's not something that you it's not a trait that you want to have every day
0: Mm -hmm. the best place to start is to just start this is what you have it might feel raw at the moment and not might not be the standard that you want yeah just get it going release it push it out there and remember that you'll get better as time progresses before
1: you do it and I mean progression doesn't equal not doing a good job you know Mm-hmm. It's just not aiming to be perfect every time. You're aiming to do well. You're aiming to, you know, complete the task. You're aiming to finish your project, but you're not aiming for 100%. So
0: wait, with that, though, I feel like that makes me scared because I always want to. Randall also said shoot for the moon, because if you fall, you aim for the stars. I still think it's good to aim for 100%. And if you fall, then you just accept it and so you keep moving forward. yeah yeah I personally feel like that
1: (laughs) I find that I don't know I find that a hundred just seems for me this is like personally like how I feel I feel like a hundred it's just like it's it is perfect it's a perfect score I'm not saying aim for like you know just a pass or whatever for me it's like okay let me aim for my 90s Mm. for me that's already shooting the moon you know what I mean maybe Mm. that's like bringing down some some layers in my head that I won't freak out or you know be hard on myself I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna aim for a really good grade in this class I'm not I'm not putting a number to it I'm not putting a hundred to it you know I'm not putting 98 to it I'm like I'm gonna hit an A which is probably you know 90 90 to 100 and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna work towards this it doesn't mean that I I need to have a perfect score
0: you're seeing it in the context of class I'm thinking also think of outside of class so like
1: yeah that was just an example
0: yeah yeah for sure so I'm like always aiming to do my best And sometimes my best is short. It falls short of in, you know, when you have that vision in your head of like, okay, you want to, you want to produce a performance, have a stage production, and you know what the A1 performances look like and concerts look like you've been to a Beyonce concert you've been to a Yeezy concert you've been to Janae Aiko concert
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and you're just starting out in that business and you want to produce that concert like you empty do your best but then you realize yo this looks like crap compared to those you could be one you could do one of two things decide hello like it's not looking like a Beyonce concert so let me just like back up and not do it period mm. or do your best do your best in that moment with the current skill sets you have and then understand like hey you know the more I do this is the more I learn the more I grow the more it looks towards that well
1: Beyonce didn't always have a perfect concert Beyonce started off in a choir at a church so you
0: know wait did she start off in church How do I not know that? She didn't always
1: have the big uh, staple Stadium concert. So, not everyone's going to start out that way. So, yeah. you can't always look at people's end product and expect yeah. your beginning product to look the same way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not because your concert's not going to look like Ginny Iko's trip concert on the first <laughs> time doesn't mean that you're doing a good job, you know? Yeah. Everyone started somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: Just don't be hard on yourself i i just feel like being hard on yourself is one of the most self-sabotage sabotaging thing you could do
0: yeah, yeah. yep that's true and you have to pay your dues you have to like yep. you have to pay your dues you have to struggle you have to learn
1: i'm not saying not to work hard guys disclaimer stay in school but,
0: um, <laughs> <No>. but <laughs> i mean it could totally sound like you're saying that so <laughs> that disclaimer hard. is
1: work yeah. hard, but
0: don't be too hard on yourself also like I think about the way our generation tries to seem at least with social media being so prevalent I'm looking at you Instagram because you are the one that like aesthetically pushes the boundaries of perfection all the time but like oh gosh <laughs> I just I think yeah it, Instagram could be like a a serious place where it tests your self-confidence a lot because everyone's showing Mm-hmm. everyone's showing the best the, image of themselves yeah, yeah you know we stunt on instagram too hello but it's also like understanding that hey you don't really look like that like that filter that you like so much you look like that sis you look like
1: that sis
0: Instagram is not life. We pick and choose what we want to show yeah. people. It's curated.
1: I'm um, crazy enough. I heard this, um, I read this article that said that people are actually taking those Instagram filters, like pictures of themselves with the filter on, mm-hmm. and showing it to surgeons. And I'm like, hey, I want to look like
0: that. I'm not even surprised. I remember Snapchat is savage with the filters. I have to say. <laughs> I remember I looked like a completely different person in one of them. I was like, yo, I look so gorgeous though. And then I would go on the no filter top to take the same picture, same clothes, same makeup, same beat, same lighting. And I'd be like, ew. And then in that moment, I think it was a couple years ago, but like in that moment, I was like, yo, this is not good because I'm saying you to my real face.
1: Can you imagine right?
0: And like, first of all, I'm already doing a lot. You know, like I have my makeup, I did my eyebrows, like I, whatever. And I don't even like that anymore. I want filter, like, cause the filters, you know what they do, they make your features smaller, your mm-hmm. nose and whatnot, but then your lips, well, we already have full lips, but it makes you—it makes your lips bigger. And so it's like, okay, well, understand this. You you are not your filter. And
1: like, for me- Oh, you are, oh was, hashtag you are not your filter. Okay. You are
0: not your filter. <laughs> and like, for me, I've tried my best where I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to depend I'm going to try and limit the pictures I use. I take pictures with filters on. Like I'll do it to my story, but like on my feed, I'm just trying to uh, try and have look as real life as possible. Yeah, I do that. But too I don't great. get brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: yeah. find that I, the filters are fun to play with, like, don't get me wrong. But I like a good clean portrait mode on my feed, you know? You were you gonna ask something about Instagram? Is that how you brought up the topic?
0: Um, no, I mean I just want to talk about how it's toxic on there sometimes. Oh.
1: I like the, yeah. I like the me. It's true, it's true, true, it's wow. It's nice
0: to see everyone looking nice though. I won't I won't hate Instagram's a nice place. It's just that double, double tap that. You said double tap that. <laughs> I thought you're double tapping my comment. I'm like, is this a pun? Because you <laughs> love puns.
1: <laughs> it's not a pun, but you can actually double tap comments. Can you? Yeah, it's a new feature now.
0: Instagram hire me. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Back to the call I had with Randall. In in the convo, he talks about how he's a strong believer in manifesting. I mean, in December 2019, he told himself he was gonna do big things in 2020. No one anticipated the lockdown, mind you, and he was able to perform with Obama. I used to be one of those kids that I used to walk around my house and I used to talk to myself, picturing that I was standing in front of thousands of people so I think from a young age I always knew that speaking was something I was meant to do you know and now he's a speaker
1: the thing is though with manifesting is you you engage your thoughts and what you're feeling in the moment and you have to be careful with this because what do you mean I mean, I would use the word mindful. You want to be mindful of what you're saying because I believe I'm I'm spiritual and I believe in like the power of the you know the tongue and stuff like that. I completely completely believe in manifestation. I believe that it helps you to really say things out loud, putting it out in the universe, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and actually putting yourself in that position. Like for him, he said that he would walk around imagining that he's talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just so that's just so beautiful because like he's practicing from from since he was a kid to be that speaker mm-hmm. that he is now, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. yeah I believe in it, but I think that you should really be careful as to what you're saying out there and it should it shouldn't just be self like it shouldn't just be like oh this or like you know, you should really put some thought into it. But that's maybe just me overthinking everything.
0: <laughs> well, no, I think you make a fair point about being careful of what you ask for it's almost like being careful of what you wish for
1: yeah because
0: I think it goes both ways as well if I believe in manifesting and I think if you are thinking along the lines of what you don't want and you're and you're focusing on the flip side of things like Mm -hmm. the negative side of things and you're Mm -hmm. feeding into like the negative self talk that you have it will ultimately Set you up in a place where you attract, you start to attract those things, and so it's important to be careful. The way yeah. I see it as well is you really want something, and at the end of the day, because we're not ultimately in control of everything, yeah. the timing might not align with the timing we want. Like, I, I feel as if it's it's a good thing to be able to say, okay, but at the end of the day, there's a part of me that has to let go and let god a he also said that in the in the conversation the part, you have yeah. to yeah you have to you know you want it and you have to allow the universe to do its thing
1: there's only certain there's only so much you can do
0: also in the conversation he spoke about letting go and letting god when it comes to loving someone hard or holding on to something that's not serving you but i think the moment i let go and i released i realized that there was so much more in me that i had for myself like I love hard, you know, Um, I love really, really hard. And I realized that I was putting myself in the back burner so that I could really love somebody else. And so that was really tough, Um, but let go and let God, because whatever you need,
1: whatever you need, whoever you need um, will come to you. And I think it's, it's a really important thing to recognize that.
0: Thinking back to our university days, we've experienced things that, you know, we've had to let go be it like relationships or friendships what would you say how do you how do you know how do you allow yourself to truly let go how do you know that you're actually letting go you
1: would know if you actually let go if if certain things they don't bother you anymore and um back to Randall's point like he I think he was coming from a relationship point of view where he was saying that he, he he's a hard, like he loves really hard. And mm-hmm. you know he thought that this maybe this person is the one, but he found that he had to let go of that person. I feel like we all probably went through something that we know that we had to let go of a person or a situation or a friendship. And I think the first step is actually knowing that you have to let go. I think that's also, mm-hmm. a, that's already a sign if you if you have to if you if there's a thought that oh my gosh i have to let go of this it's it's already a sign like sis you gotta you gotta let him go right yeah um, but letting go i think it's relationship wise it's it's different for everyone like i think everyone deals with it in a in a different way yeah do you you know do you have a specific way as to how you would
0: let go um, yeah I've evolved, honestly. I used to ghost, like, (laughs) I used to ghost. If, and when I say people, I mean, I'm more so talking about like in the relationship area of life, I would just feel like, okay, this isn't working out. We have to cut off all ties. I'll let them know for sure. I wouldn't just like disappear on them, but I'd just be like, yeah, this can't work anymore. And we just stopped talking for years. Yeah. Four years. Mm, I think from then I've evolved to where, I know that there is a period of time for me where in order for me to truly let go, I will need some time alone. I'll need some time to not be triggered or attached to the relationship I wanted in my head or the attachment that I've already had with the person. So I just need time to like not be around them. And however long that takes, like I won't be mad at myself for it because it works. It truly, truly works. And sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's a year crazy enough I've also I've always loved writing and so I would write to them I would write my feelings
1: to all the boys I've loved
0: (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) but I told you the story like this I remember this person I was trying to get over I went to Scarborough Bluffs for y'all who don't know that's like a really beautiful um like time G beach area huh
1: Scarborough things from time G
0: Scarborough things from time I'm telling you it's such a gem in Scarborough um but yeah I wrote to the person and I put in a bottle and I threw it into the water (laughs) and I'm like I'm letting it go physically into the body of water to do what it may and I I just imagine my feelings like going maybe
1: you're helping someone right now maybe they're trying to get over someone and they they're gonna go to the bluffs and and do this (laughs) (laughs) how did you close oh awkward the bluffs closed don't
0: go (laughs) well actually is it I don't even know um Canada's on some serious lockdown right now um but how I felt after I didn't feel okay I still like it takes time like I think it maybe helped to be able to picture my my feelings and it made it easier not to go back I was very 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 committed to the idea of you need to let go. I initiated the process, but you need to let go and we're going to have to go through it. And whatever whatever way you find to help you go through it, do it. But at the end of the day, like first commit to the idea like you said knowing that you need to let go and and stick to it and do what you need to do to get through it. It felt really healing and relaxing, but I was still very heartbroken and so it took time after even after releasing the thing into the water. It took time for me to get over before I even thought about liking anyone else yeah. or entertaining any anybody else
1: yeah I mean you did say that you you're the type to go ghost and probably not talk to the person and stuff and I find that that's that's the hard part for a lot of people out there actually cutting it's ties, tough
0: it's tough ties. so for you girl you are I don't know how you do it I've seen you still talk to the person Like, I, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on blast, but like, how do you, I don't know if it's just me. Do you feel like you have to do that too? Or do you feel like you, when you, in the situations where you've kept the person close to you in your circle, like, have you been able to let go doing that?
1: See, honestly, I, I believe in closure
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, um, I mean, closure can also be very messy. But I find that, I don't know if people can agree with this, but if you're friends with someone and then, I don't know, you get into a relationship, it's it's a bit harder because you still have that friendship going. I don't know if anyone else, I'm, I'm pretty sure people have experienced that. So I think when you keep them around, it takes the healing time, to, it's, it's longer, but that doesn't mean you're not healing, you know? You just have to, you have to make sure that. Why are you-
0: <laughs> I'm looking at you ways, but um continue continue I I forgot
1: what saying. but um <laughs> yeah man i mean healing and getting letting go is is completely different for everyone i think i was reading this somewhere it said that you take half the time to heal from a relationship that you've been in so for example for people who've been in 12 years relationships it takes them like six years to heal from that person so that was an interesting fact
0: that i, I wonder if the rules
1: are different for guys because honestly i don't know i i think it's completely different i think guys yeah. just get over people they just hop, hop on over. Long, guys like, how do you do it
0: <laughs> yeah comment like how is it that guys just take two weeks to heal and i'm here like they
1: actually heal though. that part so who
0: knows we need a guy's perspective
1: i on mm. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i mean don't mean to generalize or anything but I just from my experiences I've just always wondered how is it that you're able to even guy friends that I like I watch them with other relationships and I see how they're able to just navigate and just slide right back into the like dating world Mm -hmm. and to me oh this would have been a good question for Randell like to me (laughs) how i I need a year. <laughs> I need a year. I'm sorry. I need time, but that's something else. Also, like call
1: cool to put on your Instagram. Maybe ask people, like, hey, how do you? How do you do it? How or do what, you? How, heal? Right how long now. does it
0: take you to heal from a yeah. uh, relationship?
1: Girl, I haven't been in a relationship for like 27 years. So, I. <laughs> what?
0: I count with how extra and dramatic you are. <laughs> honestly do you okay i guess i i want to ask this do you believe in having multiple soulmates stay tuned for part two and remember to subscribe to this podcast for more gems if you're enjoying this so far as you know i pour a lot of love and time into this to bring value to you and so i could really use your help leave a review on apple podcasts and follow at life on hi-fi on instagram for all updates Thanks in advance for helping me to share the love and grow life on HiFi. Most importantly, stay Gucci, stay fly, and keep creating.